art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is Russ and Zach. Hello! And we're talking about Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which is just as bad a title now as it was when it was announced. <laughs> um, but uh, it, 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 it communicates what it wants to very well in terms of the tone of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and well, we'll start. What, what do you think, Zach? What did you think of this movie? Um, I liked it, like, a little tiny bit less than I thought I'd like it. Like, I thought I'd fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. <laughs> um, like, that's the, you know, short, yeah. very, very short version of it. Because it's, it's more complicated than that, but it's yeah. still, it's like, yeah, yeah, I liked it. I just... I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, mostly because I'm just so fucking over Harley Quinn that I, I, it, like, as somebody who, like, grew up reading comics in the 90s and who loved the, like, the Chuck Dixon and Gail Simone Birds of Prey runs, and then more recently the, the Julian Shauna Benson runs, like, it's one of those things where I really, I, you, you tell me there's a Birds of Prey movie coming out, I'm like, that's amazing, that's great. And then it's like, but the whole movie's gonna center on Harley Quinn. I'm like, ah, okay. Um, I, so I, I had tempered expectations, I guess, and I liked it a lot. Uh, this, this to me feels a little bit like it's funny because everybody kind of compares it to Deadpool because it's R-rated and there's some f-bombs. Yeah. It's really not Deadpool. Yeah, no. um, it, it, to me, it's more like it's more like DC's version of Guardians of the Galaxy. In terms of like the color palette and the use of pop music and like I would say the, it's a comic Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, I mean there's <laughs> like that. it's like a funnier because just the, the the like the tone yeah. kind of everything. It's not as like kind of crazy and wild as I thought it was going to be. Right. Like so much of it is very very dark. I think part of that um, is because almost everything in all the trailers came from the last like 30 minutes of the yeah. movie. I, it's, it, it, I think it's not even not even just that, but yeah, that obviously caused a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but also just like it's about Harley Quinn, and yeah. like yeah, obviously like spoilers. Much of the film is about Harley Quinn. About seventy five percent is her and no one else. Um, yeah. And and so like I don't know. I just thought it would be like in general like when she's outside on the street. Like I love that like tone and that feel. Yeah. But then like so much of it like I mean you see the seen trailers of it uh like the one of the major fight sequences that happens which is um in a like old down abandoned old rundown abandoned um weird ass amusement yeah, yeah. <laughs> um which seems to be really really like really weird <laughs> yeah it's, it, it's weird because it's like a uh it's like the porno part of an amusement park yeah because yeah. like it's called the booby the booby trap yeah, yeah um and and then there's like uh, there's, like, one of those, like, it's like a limbo room almost, but, yeah. like, instead of, like, bars, it's tongues coming yeah. out of, like, faces that, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> and again, like, that just plays to the fact that if you're gonna do this version oh, yeah. of the Joker, then, like, Joker and Harley, of course, would have a, like, a creepy abandoned amusement park for their headquarters. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, 
I was I was intrigued by the fact that they they did like so many like mini flashbacks to seeing like the back of Joker's head yeah, and stuff because yeah, yeah. I'm like I feel like you could have avoided the like not that it hurt the movie at all yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like you could have just ignored that and just not had the Jared Leto Joker um, yeah. not that he resembled the Jared Leto Joker at all like every version of the Joker we saw basically looked like a more traditional comics Joker. Yeah. Like, because we only saw him from behind, so you don't know if the tattoos are there. I mean, the, the hair was slipped back, slipped back like, yeah. in the literally very brief moment. I do, since there's, like, a handful of, like, animated... Like, the opening sequence, yeah. which I loved, uh, was animated sequence... Like, animated. Yeah. I feel it, like it kind of would have been fun to, like, have her, like... Every who time frame she Ro- thinks Who Roger Rabbit sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little yeah. bit, like, just because that's what she has, like, a... Yeah. I think it's also in the trailer, so... Uh, she has, like, a drawing of Joker, which is the mm-hmm. old joke, like... Yeah. Very, very cartoon, not comic, but cartoon-style uh, Joker, and yeah. um, she's throwing knives at it, like, like that would have been fun. Yeah, um, I mean, of the four lead characters in terms of the Birds of Prey themselves, two of them are not from the comics, because uh, both Harley and Renee Montoya were created for yeah. the animated series. Yeah. So I think they were kind of evoking that sensibility with their yeah. Joker. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought that, um, you know, when you compare it to Deadpool, I don't think that it had the, the like, ridiculously high highs that Deadpool had. Yeah, no. But at the same time, like, this was one of the best, certainly one of the best DC movies, maybe one of the best superhero movies in terms of pacing. Yeah. Um, because even the really good superhero movies tend to have that beat in the middle yeah. where just nothing's happening. And so, uh, you know, Deadpool had, like, 15 minutes where it was just deadly boring. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, like, I loved Deadpool, but it had, like, 15 minutes in the middle that was just dull. Yeah. This, um, I feel like, paced that out. Like, my, my like, big complaint on it um, was that it felt slow, like, overall. Like, it felt like, it felt like they had, I guess it was probably, what, an hour and... 50 minutes, hour 45 minutes, yeah. um, and it felt like it felt like they had like a really solid to me hour 25 minute long film, yeah. which would be fucking fantastic for once. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, I love long films in general, but like yeah, I feel yeah. like a lot of films now have gone back to the well, everyone's doing two hour films, we have to do two hour films, yeah. so like extend it. Um, because just, I don't know, just something like the pacing, of, like the, yeah. not the pacing of the overall film, but like of, of particular scenes was just like, I don't know, are you waiting for like a beat for a joke? I mean, yeah. There's no, it, there's not supposed to be a joke there, but it's just like we're hanging a little bit too long yeah. on certain things. Like, and there were certain things too that I think like, um, there's a little bit of audience handholding in a couple of spots that I think you could have skipped in terms of like making it a little punchier. Uh, uh, like spoilers, I guess. Um, I won't go into like the actual plot development of it all, but like uh, Huntress, as in the comics, her mission is basically vengeance and killing a bunch of mobsters. Yeah. And at one point in the movie, we find out that she's going after Victor Zaz, who is yeah. uh, the the main villain's number one guy. Yeah. And like. There's a beat where she comes in basically in the middle of a fight and takes away Zaz's advantage. Yeah. And I would have preferred, honestly, and this is like us rewriting the movie, so it's... But, like, it it speaks to the pacing issue more than anything else. Because, like, I thought that they did it reasonably well. But I think we could have done without the scene, 
like there was like one scene and then like a half a beat in the couple of scenes before that yeah. that basically told the audience oh he's the next guy on her list yeah so that when Huntress shows up you're not surprised yeah um and if there if there's anything like that I didn't like in the movie because I, I liked it a lot but if there's anything I didn't like it was probably that it was probably the fact that like there were a lot of things in this movie that were very kind of safe choices yeah and so as they approach like the movie's trying to build tension and you're just thinking okay so when's this gonna happen yeah like you know uh, and one of those is a very like DC Comics thing that I think maybe like the average moviegoer won't expect uh, dealing with like uh, there's a big reveal about Black Canary yeah um and and that one might be more exciting for people but I like for me that was another case of like me sitting there for a solid 20 seconds while the move the camera was moving around between characters doing the what are we gonna do what are we gonna do what are yeah. we gonna do and I'm like I know what you're gonna do do it um, yeah I mean I I knew like I didn't know much about I don't know much about her other than other era. than like vaguely the idea of that like but I got that like they they built that in I feel like they they kind of told you I swear to God, it's in a fucking trailer. It um, is. Like, yeah. It is. Okay. It's so, in a tra- yeah. I just want to spoil it because, like, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of, like, if anybody's listening to this before they've seen the movie for whatever idiot yeah. reason, which don't do that. But um, yeah, yeah. If, if they are, that I didn't necessarily want to say outright what it is. Because yeah, even yeah, though it's yeah. in the trailer, like, the way it plays in the movie is a big yeah. reveal. Yeah. Um, and, and we can do a spoiler section afterwards because I have another thought that relates to that that I think is really interesting. My, like, because my... Uh, like and I think I don't know if it's the pacing or what. The and and I want to emphasize again I really like this film. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I feel like we're again we're going into the like uh, going into the kind of mode of like uh, like we're trying to find nitpicky type things. But one of the one of the big problems and just because and I don't know if this is just because like it has fight sequence similarities to John Wick. Um, in so much as like mirrored scenes and right. like, just just like certain things. A lot of the like finding an object in the room and using that yeah, as a weapon. Yeah, yeah, and that sort of thing. And like that's part of Quinn's bit, kind of to an extent. Like, mm. oh, there's a chainsaw right there. I'm gonna grab the baseball bat. Yeah. Like whatever the more kind of creative weapon to use. Like she'll do that or figure out something. And uh, and I love that because it you know she has a couple opportunities where she has like literally she's leaving guns on the ground yeah. and not using them. And I like that because it's like it's very comic book. Yeah, uh, like you know, it just has that like as opposed to like you know, oh my god, and, and again, I want to emphasize, I like the idea of Batman occasionally using a gun. Um, you know, Batman even uses guns now <laughs> to some level, <laughs> but um, the fact that like the fight sequences, everyone is goddamn spectacular. Yeah, like no, it's really ridiculously great. amazing. Like the it's funny. Way- there's there's one shot in one scene. Where, like, you can see the stunt person missing the kick. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of the, like, angry man children of the internet have shared that on Twitter a million times to be like, look at how terrible the fight season. This movie's a joke. And it's just like, I need a I did, somebody pointed out, like, that, like, clearly women, like, women were involved in this film. There's a scene, uh, and again, this is, like, been big on Twitter, but it was so But, um, like, there's a scene where they stop, like, she's, like... Which is something I fucking love because every single time you have a, a female superhero, female whatever, they have fucking long hair. Yeah. And outside of I guess uh, um, Huntress. No, not Huntress. Um, I'm talking about the. Oh my god. Um, Captain America or Captain uh, Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she has short hair, right? 
in was, Avengers, yes, in her own movie now. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, but um, by the way, the writer of this movie wrote that. Uh, uh, wrote yeah, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, but like, there's a great scene where like they they don't really stop, but they stop for a moment, and she hands her a uh, yeah a hair uh, hair tie thing. And it's better. And it's just actually, one of those. I'm like, that's fantastic. It's a great moment. It's actually better in the movie because yeah. I will say that like again, you had people on the internet like bad faith critics who do, who don't want the movie yeah, yeah. to succeed because girls are in it. Uh, who would be like, oh, they're stopping a fight scene to make that joke. And it's like, no, they really aren't. Like, there's a fight, there's a fight, there's a fight, there's a quick break, and as yeah. they're moving to the next location, yeah. Harley's like, hey, this would help. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, it's just one of those, like, because I always hate that, where, like, I look, I get it, I get it. Like, women with long hair look really cool when they're fighting. Yeah, I yeah. I get that. And, like, that's one of those things where I'm like, did they did they pull back on a lot of the action because they didn't get close it was like a lot of wide yeah and so but like not in the way that like again not in the way that like john wick like and and uh you know even some of the the marvel films do like I, some of them are better than than others like the captain america ones yeah. at least like because you're talking about a fight scene but it's just like they're doing these spectacular stunts they're all goddamn amazing like even the ones even the moments where you're like no that clearly is her like unless yeah, they did yeah, some yeah. amazing face mask stuff like it's clearly like oh that's clearly margot robbie yeah like, yeah there, there are definitely like, some really cool like and, and part of that is the fast camera movements yeah, i think yeah. because but, that, but that's, that's actually my complaint it's like to me it's not fast enough and mm. it's not it wasn't like it felt like the action felt i don't know it actually felt real in the way that um like fights aren't like john wick fast right. but that also like to me i was just like it kept kind of like pulling back and being like wait is this because my expectations are different now because of like a handful of films like again yeah, like, yeah. but like i don't know one of one of the I, I guess like one of the small like small things with that is like the fact that you don't i never felt any of the hits as much mm-hmm. and except for like except literally when margot robbie gets hit in the face once like like really hard like yeah, while she's yeah. strapped to a chair and and it's just it was just one of those like i feel like some like sound effects and like literally like i don't know even cropping in on yeah, it's like yeah. some of the frames because it's like i get that it's hard to make those decisions when you have like a cast that can do their own do stunts clearly yeah. and also um clearly good amazing fucking stunt people right. and on top of it like they're like this the this the uh choreography of the scenes are yeah. fucking ridiculous and it, everything felt, it actually felt like for once, this is like the, honestly the first, mm-hmm. like, other than uh, Marvel, like, obviously Marvel, because she's a fucking superhero. Yeah, yeah. Like, it felt like, oh, it's like, it felt like Margot Robbie could do, could have actually won the fights that she was in. Yeah. Like, the way that she was fighting was realistic, as opposed yeah. to... Like, the few times that she went up against a guy that, like, there's not, not even doing the, like, the weight thing that, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. like, they always do with fight sequences with women. Like, where they, like, you know, jump and grab her on the neck. Like, there's yeah. one guy that's a, a biker or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, she doesn't do anything. She has to end up, like, getting help, literally, right, from right. somebody else. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but everything was, like, so believable. But it's just like, I wish it was just a little bit, like... Uh, tighter than that it's like and that's super nitpicky because like the fight sequences right, were yeah. fucking fat like the just using them like uh um when uh black canary uh in the uh amusement area she has a baseball bat like yeah. she actually does it i think better than than uh margot Ra- than uh than harley, uh, does, than harley yeah. does but obviously Mar- anyway but but yeah there's uh, that that was just one of those i'm like uh it's so good but i literally like they're not hiding for anything like usually right. like you do why you do slow tell like 
maybe hide like some things, mm. but like they're clearly not hiding anything. So it was just it felt like I don't know whether it was an eighty uh, editing thing or whether it was literally just like they haven't didn't get close enough on things. Like right. that's the like that was my like kind of only that was actually my only kind of complaint about the whole thing realistically. But yeah, yeah, my other Yeah, I mean, and I I really liked. Um, I mean, I thought most of the performances were really good. Everybody's giving a lot of credit to Robbie and to Ewan McGregor, uh, which is fair. They were both very good then. Uh, I really liked um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, too, though. I love her. Like, I actually liked... I mean, everybody... Uh, every principal actor was good. Even the guy who played Zaz was kind of a perfectly creepy Zaz. Yeah, yeah. I liked him better than I liked the Zaz from Gotham. Um, but uh, I think Winstead stands out because, like... First of all, there was some really sharp writing for her, and yeah, I think yeah. that she managed to really kind of deliver what uh, what was needed. Yeah. And it also helped that, like, I, and it's just something I've seen all the trailers for this, mm-hmm. and I think that was a bad thing, um, because, like, a lot of Robbie's lines were killed by the trailer edit. Yeah, Like, yeah. the trailer edit was clearly so much better, just because, again, it's a trailer edit. Like, yeah, the, there's yeah. a line that she's like, aren't we fabulous, or something like that? Yeah, and, like, there's yeah. a pause. And, but, like, in the trailer, it's built into this massive fight sequence, yeah. and then it's that pause, but in the movie, it's not as, like, boom, and mm-hmm. it, it still hits, but it doesn't hit, like, it's a soft hit, not yeah. like a like a knockout hit. Yeah, that's why I was really, like, taking time to, like, acknowledge Winstead, because I thought that, like, yeah. some of the best, like, bits yeah, 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 yeah. were Winstead's things, because, A, like, it's such a big, bombastic fast-moving, in a lot of ways, movie, mm. that, like, her very understated, like, <laughs> I don't have fucking time for this stuff, yeah, 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 was hilarious yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, they're, like, one of my favorite things in the whole movie is that, like, there's a beat where she's just like, okay, well, I, like, I killed the guy I came here to kill. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, no, you can't leave! Yeah, but, like, that was, like, that was one of my favorite, yeah. like, uh, and, and there was a nice kind of running bit with her trying to reveal that she's the huntress. Uh, that that <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was basically the the Star Lord who scene, yeah, 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 but yeah. played out over the course of like four scenes yeah, across yeah, exactly. the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think that they also they really effectively used uh, like flashbacks and time jumps and all those kind of like little narrative things that don't tend to get used very well in these movies. Yeah. Uh, and I think that part of it was just building the humor into it. Yeah. Like, Robbie, uh, there's a framing device where Harley is narrating. Yeah. And so, like, she she will, like, start a story and then realize, like, oh, shit, I, 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 the, yeah. that's the wrong oh, part. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, nope, I'm not going to tell you that yet, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would use that really effectively. And that was one of the times, uh, again, not really a spoiler, but that's one of the, like, several times mm-hmm. that they did the Huntress runner. Yeah, yeah. Was, like, the first time we see Huntress, who are you? I'm, oh, wait, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Roll back for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I liked that. I liked the fact that, like, we see, like, the movie starts... And then Harley basically, uh, like, half an hour in is like, oh, shit, I forgot something important. Yeah. And we go back four days, and then things that we see in the second chunk of the movie start to illuminate things that happened in the first half an hour yeah, yeah. in a kind of cool, kind of subtle way. that it, you're, It's not like them telling you, like... It, it's funny, because it's like, it's not them telling you, like, oh, this is why the thing you saw was important. Yeah. It's like, you'll see the important thing, and then go back and... and 
through a different lens, see, oh, so that's how that affected the other people in the world. And I thought that was a really good way to do it. I think if, like, for instance, you know, in the trailers, you see her destroying Ace Chemical. And that is, like, the inciting incident of the whole plot for all intents and purposes. And if... If we had seen it from the perspective of Montoya first, yeah. of like a crime scene, yeah. and then you're like, oh shit, well Harley did that, why did Harley do it? Go yeah. back and explain it. Then it would have been a little handholdy and it would have not been as engaging. Yeah. Uh, doing it the way that they did where you see it from Harley's perspective and then later on go back and you're like, oh shit, that's what happened? Yeah. Like the cops saying, oh shit, that's what... It, it's like you're as the audience you're a step ahead of everybody and so you get to like not process the information that you're being hit with Mm -hmm. and instead process the way that everybody's reacting to that information which i thought was a really good narrative choice yeah uh and again i think part of that was just because they were like they were breaking the fourth wall and having her narrate and things like that and again not to the same extent that deadpool did because deadpool's was pretty pervasive whereas harley quinn would pop in and out well that was the whole bit i mean yeah yeah, exactly the whole bit so it's like i mean deadpool's not Deadpool if he doesn't do that to me like, yeah he's a, there there are other characters in comics that kind of do almost all the same things he does yeah except you know like without that and so it's like if you don't do that then it's like eh. yeah but but but, yeah. but I thought that they like if you're gonna do that which they didn't really need to it's not necessarily Harley as a character mm-hmm. but if you're gonna do that I really liked the way that they did it yeah um I also I, I liked oh, I, know, I can't say that <laughs> well, 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 there's a spoiler thing we, we can we can talk about in a few minutes when we get to a spoiler section. Um, trying to think of what else really stuck out. Um, Ewan McGregor as Sionis was a weird character because he like there were scenes when he was just transcendently good. Yeah. And then scenes where I was just like, okay, just move yeah, it along. Move yeah. it along. I couldn't tell whether he was like he's like he's like fey, like not gay, but like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But well, like and like and it's just like I don't. One, I, mean, I don't know. Well, it's like one of one of those. Like, I wish that they had built him up at all a little bit. Like, you yeah, d- you jumped into him, and like, yeah, you kind of like got it as you went everybody along. Everybody else but, like, gets, yeah. And I think it's just because they don't plan on like using that well, character as a recurring villain. But, yeah. Like, which is actually like it's one of those things that the DC movies have been like hit or miss about like who will and won't come back, and who we get the like post credit scene in the asylum, and you know whatever else. Um. I'm trying to think. One thing I will say, I know you said that, that you found it slow at times. I thought that there were bits that it that it dragged a little bit, mm-hmm. but I there was no like big chunk of the yeah, movie. Yeah. That, and, and, and like so, I'm thinking, and it's like even the ones I really liked, like Wonder Woman and ba- Batman v Superman and Shazam, they would have like a 10 minute piece yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's just like okay, the second or third time you watch this, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't think yeah, this that will was kind of it was kind of spread out. Yeah, like, throughout. And, like, and, and I agree. I think there were scenes that were individually a little bit slow. Yeah. But that because like there it, there wasn't a chunk of the movie that you felt like you could just trim yeah. and have it be basically the same. Yeah, no, no. I, I would literally just say be like, oh, you could take like 15 seconds off of half yeah. of the scenes in this movie, I think, and like. And you'd be, you'd be great. Yeah, and some of it, like I said, some of it is, is like, weird little things where, where you can, tr- like, you could trim that, the thing with the Huntress, like, watching Zaz, and you wouldn't lose anything. Because the first time she shows up to confront him, it would be like, oh, of course, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I do think, it's funny because this movie, like, they lean hard in the ad campaign into, like, the feminist stuff. Yeah. Like, you see a lot of the, like, men of Gotham and, like, the, the kind of quasi-rapey stuff and things like that. 
Um, and, and certainly, like, there is an element of that in, in here, but I, I do think this movie's not nearly as, like, overtly feminist or even overtly female yeah. as Captain Marvel or Wonder yeah, Woman no. is. Yeah. Like, it's it's funny because, like, they're marketing it that way because that was a successful marketing campaign for both of those two movies. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's pretty it's pretty minimal. In fact, I watched the Birds of Prey pilot, mm-hmm. uh, like the old 2001 or whatever it was, 1999 pilot <laughs> yeah. um, from the CW show the uh, this morning. And there were probably more, like, gratuitous, like, girl power beats yeah in that which was done at a time when like there wasn't really such a thing as like woke tv and film Mm. Um, yeah it was more i mean they're definitely like the way that they did like hashtag girl power what wasn't the like kind of the way that again the way that they're advertising is not it's not in that it's but it's it's so much better no i agree because it's it's not it's literally like you could and this is not i don't know like because it's not it's not like again it's not it's still very I don't know if it's very feministy, like because it's just no. in, by its inherent nature that they're women. Yeah. But like yeah, I yeah. feel like eighty percent of that this stuff you could do like it. Had, you know what? It had, it had it had a lot of the the uh, like kick ass two yeah. feel to it, where it's just like no, it just has to do with these are a bunch of outcasts yeah. um, in different ways, and like the fact that they're all women, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that like every single every single person that really one hundred percent betrays Harley at yeah. least is a man. Um, then, you know, I mean, like, yeah. down to, yeah, down to, like, literally almost everybody. Like, I, I was actually trying to, at the end of the film, I was trying to scan through, I'm like, is there a man that, da, da, da? but, like, that's not, you know, it's mm. just literally, it is yeah, the, coincidental. And the other thing is, too, like, you get, there's there's a lot of things, and I, again, this is, this is to me really sharp writing, because it allows smart people to read between the lines, but it doesn't handhold the audience. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's things like Stephen Williams' character is Montoya's ex-partner, who essentially, like, <laughs> took credit for their bust back in the late 80s or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. when it was like a career making thing that she did all the work and he took the credit yeah and it's like they don't make the like uh, because that's what happens when you're a cop is that the men steal all the credit because yeah. it's a it's a boys club like that's implied you yeah. can certainly infer it from the film but like it's it's definitely not like that's not a thing that they feel the need to like walk you through oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like if you're smart enough to catch it great if you're not like fine he's an upper management douchebag yeah like that's really all like he doesn't need to be a misogynist he could yeah. just be a douchebag yeah. but like knowing society and the way that it works it's yeah. like oh okay yeah yeah um so i like like i like that a lot um and, and it's like i don't mind a little bit of uh of like didactic filmmaking again like we we, we watch a lot of tim robbins movies but <laughs> but i do think that like if you're making a movie for a mass audience that you're hoping is going to make a half mm-hmm. a billion dollars, yeah. like the less didactic you are, the better typically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I liked that. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I liked the way that they used, uh, Cassandra Kane, the, the kid who's like the kid who has the MacGuffin. And then because she has the MacGuffin kind of becomes the MacGuffin in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say that she, first of all, she's the least developed of all the like major characters. Yeah. Um, which there's pluses and minuses. Like I, I think that the the realistic answer is that they're probably leaving it open to potentially develop her later yeah. because of the fact yeah. that her dad was like a major major Batman enemy. Yeah. And her mom is like 
the best fighter in the DC universe, mm-hmm. like the woman who can knock out Batman. And so I, I feel like if you're going to do a sequel, then David Kane and Lady Shiva showing up yeah. would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and so maybe you don't talk about that here because, like, A, it's a lot of backstory to dump, yeah, 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 yeah. and B, like, that gives you the opportunity to be like, holy shit, that's your dad? Why didn't you tell us that in the first yeah, adventure? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It also gives, it gives a different, you know... A, she's the lead for the next film. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's nice. Um, I I do like I do hope though that like and I unfortunately like just the way that like how big this film is going to be versus and how the DC universe is working everything like that. Like I I, I want a Huntress film. Like she was she was good enough and starky enough and that sort of yeah. thing that like I feel like you could do like a forty five million dollar yeah. like and picture I, of her rise and like <laughs> I would love that kind of shit because like. And I'm a bat, and I'm a like a huge Batman person, but I'm like if I could, and I like literally can never get enough yeah, Batman yeah. films. I know you feel differently, um, but like if if I could replace like the Robert Patterson Patterson one with that, I would totally be down for that. I know it probably won't. Hey, I don't actually, you know, I don't know uh, who the fuck knows how much money any of these things will make. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to say. I mean, that's... I feel like the Pattinson one's just gonna, it's gonna do well just because Pattinson in a film where he's likely gonna, yeah, be, and it's Batman, like, and and they're making it presumably much cheaper. I, I do yeah. think, I think you're right. Like one of the things that's really interesting about kind of this movie and this whole arm of the DC universe mm-hmm. is that there was a rumor like five years ago. And it was like, okay, so on the years that we're not making a Justice League movie, like, not necessarily Justice League specifically, but, like, Batman, Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, you know, a Justice League movie. On the years we're not doing that, we're going to keep the brand active by making cheap movies that we can make, like, $300 million on and turn a hefty profit. And originally the list was, like, Metal Men and Booster Gold and Sea Devils and, uh, and one of them was Suicide Squad. Yeah. And then, like, they they go into developing Suicide Squad, and immediately it's like, oh, Margot Robbie and Will Smith are going to be in Suicide Squad. It's going to cost $200 million now. Yeah. And it changes the nature of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly this is not a $50 million movie, but I think that I read it's a $120 million movie as opposed to, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's in that same world as Shazam, where yeah. it's, like, it's tracking for, like, a $50 million opening and probably about a $400 million global box office by the time it's done. Mm-hmm. That's in the neighborhood of Shazam, I think a little less. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, that's still enough for it to be a success story for DC yeah. or for Warner. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, depending on how, how it gets contextualized. Like, with the great reviews and with the blah, 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 like, I feel like it gives you a lot more opportunities than it takes away, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things about Justice League is that, like, even if it hadn't been a, an unqualified financial failure, failure, if it had mm-hmm. been, like, a, a Batman v Superman situation where it was a big financial success but it's not quite what they wanted... Yeah, yeah then Justice League still would have been a failure because, like, the fact that it failed to deliver on so many things meant that it hobbled other franchises going forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whereas with this one, I I have a really hard time thinking that, like, you walk out of this and you don't say, like, oh, no, I'd totally follow any one of these characters into whatever their next movie is. It's it's one of those things, too, where, like, okay, so obviously everyone knows the listens to this podcast knows our feelings, especially Mm -hmm. my feelings about, about about Joker, but... Like, I feel like if DC or whoever, like, runs a studio and looks at it yeah. and goes, that was a success. 
okay, what about that was a success? Like, oh, like a char- basically doing a character piece yeah. about about a comic book character yeah. does well. Okay. So like who do we have that we can do things like that without fucking having to have a sixty five million dollar, hundred million dollar like yeah, um, budget. CG budget. Yeah. You know, or just that alone. Yeah, I mean not having not even considering I mean, like again, I mean like I feel like that's kind of what they're probably long term thinking with yeah. the new Batman film. But um, at least I hope. Uh, yeah. just basically based on his age and things like that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's gonna be early. It's well early, and they're they, they're talking about it being early okay. and it's one of those things where uh, I, I almost wonder if, like, the version of the costume we're going to see in that movie mm-hmm. is much more in the vein of, like, cloth with a bulletproof vest under it kind of Because, yeah, like, yeah. Somebody, somebody recently who's working, like, I think the guy who's scoring the movie or something yeah. said, like, oh, yeah, I've seen the costume and it's totally different than what you've seen before. Right. Which, of course, like, every movie they say that, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Like, a- as long as it else, doesn't have nipples, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's actually a he's actually a vampire, and that's the whole uh, thing. Anyway, but there's, there's really, that joke like, hasn't been made yet. That, there's actually like two or three good um, Elseworlds stories where Batman's a vampire. Well, I'm just because Robert. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I missed that. Anyway, but um, uh, <laughs> my I I still have not ever actually seen any of them. But I think like I've my seen like one and a half. My sis, my nineteen uh, year old sister is was like the exact right age I think yeah. for it, and she's still stands by their amazing films and i'm like just you can admit that they're bad and love them i st- i fucking worship hudson hawk like don't talk to me about bad <laughs> things that i love uh but i will admit what, what it's was terrible it? there, was, there was a hudson hawk beat in this movie too right oh yeah it was the uh um margot robbie gets hit with a uh a trank dart and oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just a trank dart that like puts you out it's clearly oh my god what was the what was the thing? What was the type of like thing? the paralytic? Yeah, there was a paralytic uh, yeah. agent, and it was like a particular like Where thing. Like, or you're sitting there, and you're and basically you start, functional. And but, it's literally, yeah. she's like looking down at her hand and like moving her fingers, and that's literally something Diana, Danny Aiello does. Yeah, and uh, and so I was just like, I actually like desperately like. I, I'm gonna have to like go home and tweet and just like find and make a gif out of that scene and be that's like, and like uh, from from Hudson Hawk and like just be like, okay. <laughs> was this a copy? Did we have a secret? Like, I mean, Danny Aiello did die this year. Like, it could have been, sure, nice been a nice ode. I mean, it obviously would have been made before he passed away. Yeah. But um, I don't care. <laughs> any uh, opportunity to <laughs> any opportunity to talk about Hudson Hawk and how it is objectively a better film than Civil War. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which uh, go back to our third episode for that conversation. Um, oh, shit, I'm trying to remember, what I just. T- I just troll um, brand, BD, uh, BDs yeah. like any any opportunity I get to make a Civil War yeah. um, uh, reference. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where I'm pretty sure his like fan base like knows that I'm trolling because it used to be they got really really offended yeah. by it. <laughs> now it's like okay yeah it's a joke I get it yeah but yeah, um, but yeah I don't know you want to jump into spoilers or uh, yeah might as well jump into a few little spoilers uh, I don't think there's a ton to to really talk about in the spoiler land because yeah. it is it, like it's a pretty self contained movie. Um, uh, the, the one thing I will I will say that that really well we should summarize uh, the oh, oh, oh. Uh, like thing I don't I would say a B yeah it's like a B plus for me like a I probably a four four and a half stars out of five depending on the the, the mood that I'm yeah, in like yeah, right now way. it's four yeah. and a half it'd probably be four if I was in a, I'd, like, I'd say four less of a yeah um, um 
but but you know certainly a movie like it's worth seeing on the big screen if only for the fight scenes because again like there was a lot of really fun stuff and there was a lot of stuff that i think because they used props and gags and bits i think there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to see a lot better Mm -hmm. on the screen this was r right yes yeah it was r they had like six f f bombs yeah no it's one of those films though that like i'm actually like because there's a handful of scenes that are like like whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but uh, that I'm like yeah, no, no, you gotta you gotta whatever. But on the other hand, sometimes you watch PG-13 films, you're yeah, like, I don't fucking like that guy's arm is gone. Like yeah. what? And, like it's PG-13. There's a few but, little things that are in this movie that I feel like maybe are just in there yeah. to get the R rating. Yeah. Because I, like you know, the, the one thing the one thing that I uh, before we get like go further yeah, than yeah. that, the one thing I will say that was a real big disappointment was the lack of use of the hyena. Yeah. Because like they build that so much up and it's like he's not there at all. Like I, like and yeah. so I'm really hoping he comes back in the next film because it was one of them like I swear there's a scene in the in a trailer where he attacks somebody. I think and, there is. And I don't was there one in the film? No, but it's implied because there's the scene where the hyena's eating the guy's leg. Yeah, but and there's, but I, I just, I swear there's like one where he actually attack, like she's yeah. standing next to him or something like that, and I'm like, if, and you know what? I, I'm actually really surprised that they didn't, and it feels like almost like a, like uh, after choice that you're like, well, we can't do it because budget or because yeah, it doesn't look, he's, it doesn't look as good as we hoped, so, yeah, or something because, like that. Like because like they, they obviously they shot using a dog and then just di- digitally yeah. made it a hyena. Yeah. And so it's possible that, like, yeah, some no, of the really, didn't. they didn't use a hyena? No. She didn't do that scene where she's eating a Twizzler <laughs> with a hyena? <laughs> well, my big thing is just, like, how do you do it? Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I would have... I'm surprised they used a dog. I would have just thought, like, oh, you just use a tennis ball and build yeah. a hyena right now. Um... <laughs> I guess a tennis ball can't. I really want to see the, like, I do want to see, I can't wait till the, the DVD of this because there's, obviously there's scenes where yeah. she's like, you know, like there's a scene where she's feeding him and then there's a scene yeah. he's sitting in a bathtub and the, the fact that it's probably like a Labrador retriever or something, yeah, you know, exactly. it doesn't, I don't know what they would have to do, but it's I funny. mean, maybe a German Shepherd because yeah, the coloring. Yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. Um, but also just the size yeah. wouldn't be big enough, but, um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so all that said, yep. I'm going to d- dive in a little spoiler yep. spoiler talk. So, yeah, at this point, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Uh, <clears throat> the big thing for me is that Montoya not only had the comment about how her mom had worked with the cops, mm-hmm. how uh, Black Canary's mom had worked with the cops, yeah. but also clearly knew about the scream. Yeah. Uh, like, not just because she had the comment at the beginning of, like, you have the same, you have the same power that she did. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was interested because, like, they the way they phrased it, they said power instead of powers, which then, like, you could easily have just flipped it to say, like, no, this is, like, a, an empowerment thing. Like, she's yeah, making yeah, the yeah. choice yeah, to, yeah. not about powers, powers, yeah. um, which is, I think, what they were banking on for people to not sit there and go, like, why isn't she using whatever yeah. power she has? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I do like the fact that when she uses them, she passes out, so it kind of justifies... Uh, like why she didn't after the fact why they weren't just being used all the time yeah uh but that said uh in the black adam movie that's coming up the shazam Mm tie-in uh they're going to be introducing the justice society of america Mm -hmm. which is the like world war ii era super team that black canary's mom in the comics was originally canonically part of Mm 
Uh, I don't think you could do the math and make that work in any re- reasonable <laughs> way, unless maybe the JSA isn't World War II in their like 70s or something yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, but the idea that they're building in the JSA and that there's this implication that Diana Drake is a person who existed in the context of this this movie universe, yeah. uh, I, I thought that was really interesting, and I'm curious to see whether in 2021 we're going to get a look at Black Canary's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if so, if we'll find out who her dad was or if he was important or, you know, if it's going to be like, oh, there's a movie set in the 60s and there's an interracial relationship on the Justice Society and that's a whole thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully they, hopefully somebody at DC is watching, like, the ridiculous, amazing success of Watchmen, uh, HBO Watchmen, yeah, and yeah. like, okay, well, we need more of that because, like, everyone flipped the fuck out. And, like, I, I'm sure that there was a part of the internet that was like, I hate this. Um, oh, yeah. Other than just Alan Moore probably quietly hating everything <laughs> um, because that's what he does. You know, it's so but... it's so weird. It's hard to say. <laughs> like sorry. it literally, I lo- I like Alan Moore. No, it's no, just no, literally sorry. one of those things where I just like it's it's fun. It's like same, rock, it's also, like life held feet. Like it's yeah. enjoyable to irritate him about. The, th- yeah. the thing about Moore that's really interesting to me is that I feel like I mean there is no scenario where anybody will ever get him to acknowledge mm-hmm. that like doing this is not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious as to whether he watched it. And and whether if he did watch it, if he had some appreciation yeah, for the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. they were so clearly doing what he did in terms yeah. of taking the structure that existed and building something interesting on it rather yeah. than just trying to. Yeah. Um. But again, like that's all way off the reservation, and there's no way we'll ever know that. But yeah. I do think it's interesting because, like, as much as like I think I think Moore would have just objectively hated the Snyder movie because yeah. the Snyder movie, like as much as I liked it, it didn't bring anything new to the table. It was just yeah. an adaptation of Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if he were to have ever watch it he would have an appreciation for the hbo show um and i also i never know with somebody like that whether he actually is like good to the word of like no i'm just i I would never waste my time sitting down to watch this or if it's like what i would do which is to just be like (laughs) i'm never fucking watching this we're not talking about it and then like for my own edification i'd sit down at home watch it quietly and have my own you know what i mean i think i would go insane i i would have to like if i was if I was Alan Moore, I would have to, like, never watch any of it yeah. because I would just go insane not being able to say anything. That's fair. Because yeah. literally everybody on the – it's not even just like, oh, if I go on Twitter, I can say something. Yeah. But, like, every single comics journalist, entertainment journalist in the world wants that quote. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's a fucking monster story yeah. if they go, you know, oh, my God, he actually likes something, you know, and – and then HBO would end up using the blurb and da da and all thing. I mean, like, ah, it's the one thing he liked that people adapted. Ah. But, Although he didn't, he didn't let yeah. them put his name in the credits on yeah, the show. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, um, well, I mean, I always, I always do respect the fact that he follows through. On no, 100%. absolutely. I mean, and the but, idea that like yeah. every check somebody cuts him, he endorses and mails along to the artist. Yeah. And so it's like it's not even like he's taking the money and bitching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like he's just one of those dudes who's like, no, if I take the money, I can't yeah, I bitch. Know, I know. Yeah. Like, and the bitching is so much more important. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoy that. <laughs> um, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's I I, I I hope you're right. I would love to see that. Um, I'm I'm really curious as to whether they're actually planning on ever doing something with her, or it's just going to be like an established part of her backstory. Oh yeah, her mom was a yeah, meta. Yeah. Um, I do think that introducing the JSA in general, um, and and kind of playing with some of the things they've been playing with in these movies, yeah. already kind of like messes with the timeline a little in terms of like Superman shows up and everybody's like holy fuck 
There's like super people. Yeah, yeah. And then like you go back later and you're like, yeah, but Wonder Woman was like, I mean, granted, yeah, she went into hiding or whatever for a long stretch of time, but like she existed and was documented by the U.S. military in the 1910s. And then like now we're going to see that she popped up at some point in the 80s. Yeah, if they do, if they, (laughs) I mean, if they end up doing a sequel to this and they start building out more of these worlds, which Mm -hmm. again, I hope they do, like the one thing I do hope is that they fucking like allow batman to be in these things or allow other characters to be in it whether whether or not i know you feel about them like being in things but like the fact that like these because the big one of the biggest fucking things i hate about the marvel uh cinematic universe is that these things happen and you're like where's iron man yeah yeah. there's no reason why he doesn't just appear punch the bad guy in the face and end it and go the next thing i get like the implications theoretically of like Ant-Man right. is too small or something like that. Right, right. Maybe. Right. But like it's still world like some of the potentially yeah. world ending. Like like with the shrink, you know, that, that yeah. sort of thing. Where it's just like I do feel like that's part of that that's part of what makes this movie work is yeah. that because of the fact that it basically centers on like two relatively small fish in yep. the Gotham underworld. Yeah. It's like even Batman, like if he's if Joker poisoned the water supply this weekend, yeah. he's too busy to deal yeah. with the half million dollar bounty on like yeah, somebody yeah, who yeah, the yeah, cops yeah, are yeah. already tracking. Yeah, yeah, um, but it, but it is like I mean one of the things I kind of liked about uh, Suicide Squad is mm. that he at least he made the appearance, got the guy, and was gone basically. Yeah. But it, he loomed, and like mm-hmm. that's one of the things I kind of like in the world where it's like at least we have if we're gonna have small stories. Like you to me, you recognize that these characters yeah. exist. Again, it's like I mean, very much less so. Like it's something I liked about Shazam is that oh my god, it's Superman. Like yeah. we know that these things exist right. and that they they hap- like they exist. So let when you know it's it's the, my I, fa- love, I love the Batarang. Yeah, like I love yeah. the fact that they use the Batarang on the bad guy. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and and like you know, it's like it's it's some of my favorite like yeah. you know genre films do this basically it's it, the Shaun of the dead i think made the it was the brill was one of the most brilliant zombie films yeah. because they're the only fucking film that i can think of immediately like big films not right, like right. small films that recognize that they're zombies as opposed to what are these things yeah and it's like okay guys like seriously like so this whole world of pop culture doesn't yeah. exist have you ever, have you. Ever, have you ever seen uh i zombie at all yeah 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 just one of my favorite things of the pilot is her buying Night of the Living Dead yeah. and then like going back to work and watching it and yeah. then having the other guy catch her and be like, okay, so <laughs> why all the hot sauce? Is that a zombie thing? <laughs> like, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, no, I, I can see what you're saying. I, I think that it tends to be better to establish a character on their own and then build the world yeah, around yeah. it out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, like, if they, when they do, like, if there's a sequel, assuming there's a sequel, yeah, this yeah. is big assumptions, but um, I don't know about big assumptions because this, I think, would have to smash, uh, whatever, but... It's, it's um, so hard to say. Because, yeah, no, like, it's, it's DC, like the thing where they drag their feet on Shazam forever, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, like... I, I mean, that's the biggest thing. That it DC, didn't make a billion dollars, but at yeah. the same time, like... You have the Rock to come back as the villain for the second one. You yeah. know that, like, yeah, that one probably still won't make a billion dollars because it's still the sequel to Shazam. Yeah. But like, you're you, you're gonna go. I off. mean, if Hobbs and Shaw can make a boatload metric shit ton yeah. of money, which is uh, great. I loved Hobbs and Shaw. Like, don't say anything. But like, it's just a spinoff of 
yeah. Fast and Furious. And also, um, there's really nothing in Hobbs and Shaw that couldn't have just been in the next Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But or in any generic action film, like, yeah, you yeah. could have spent five minutes building a backstory between these two characters that they don't like each other. Which literally, like, there's a there's like thirty of those type of films yeah. in the in the 80s and 90s with like uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, like, and Dolph Lundgren or yeah. whatever Universal generic. You know, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, and, Whereas, I mean, like, oh, we don't like and each really, other, it's all just derivative of fucking like lethal yeah. weapon anyway, yeah. and like that whole yeah. like that. I'm, I'm, and I'm sure it's derivative of. Yeah, I'm sure. Of I'm sure that but... fucking exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. Lethal weapon. It's Hamlet. From... It's a spinoff of Hamlet. But uh, <laughs> you know, when Rosencrantz and Kilderstein team up together to f- fight the ghost. Um, <laughs> anyway, but. <laughs> and now that's I the Ghostbusters. <laughs> I know. I'm like, God damn it! Now I want a Rosencrantz and Kilderstein Ghostbusters movie. Holy fuck. <laughs> I never knew I needed this. <laughs> Busting doth make me feel good. <laughs> to be or not to be, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that the, that was the biggest thing I wanted to talk about in the spoiler area, was just the idea of like Black yeah. Canary's mom and, and kind of the implications of that. Yeah. Uh, and again, like the, the, the fact that they used, they, they gave her powers, which kind mm. of ties it into the larger world a little bit, because obviously this is a movie about people who by and large don't have powers. Yeah. Um, if you, if your only connection to the birds of prey is having watched, uh, for whatever reason, that TV show that I talked about <laughs> earlier, uh, somehow you were the person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, two things. First of all, Dinah, uh, does not have psychic powers because that was invented for the TV show. Um, and, and second of all, uh, Rachel Scarston, who played Dinah in the Birds of Prey TV show, is uh, now um, uh, doing much better work as the as Alice, the central antagonist in Batwoman. Ah, nice. um, so she just never gets to fucking leave Gotham. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, uh, one thing I do, um, I, I keep thinking more and more like like either I, I, I hope that like if this does really well and we can like have spinoffs I and mean, this is always the right DC refuses to do these sorts of things where like let's just make them immediately let's fucking go full force yeah like we'll ne- no we're never gonna have Iron Man we're gonna have four five hundred six hundred million dollar yeah. pictures and that's what we have to be with and we're gonna make them for seventy five million dollars and they're gonna make yeah. four hundred million dollars and we're just gonna do this mm-hmm. like. And I would, I, honestly, I don't understand why that doesn't, why that wouldn't be a good. Why like, how hard that is? That seems but like a my, great fucking business plan because yeah. then you're not out three hundred million dollars yeah. like you were with Justice League if yeah. one doesn't work. Yeah, and if everyone really loves Harley Quinn, do a fucking Harley Quinn film where we find out how she fights so well, <laughs> like yeah. something like that. I mean, just even this. Like, Canonically, they yeah. explain it that she's like so crazy. Uh, that Her she fighting just, style. She just does random shit, and yeah. it happens to work. Yeah. And like nobody can predict her fighting style because she, she doesn't have a style. Yeah. It's just you know. Except she's not crazy in this film. Like she's metho- You know, like, yeah, she's relatively it's, it's methodical weird... in it. So she's not. She loses that a little bit, and yeah. it's because of the. You know, I think it's because of the like being basically being around uh, the being around Joker is yeah. her kryptonitism well, in I mean, that way. But too, like in, in, in Suicide Squad, it was the same way. Yeah. She didn't, she wasn't really crazy, crazy in Suicide yeah. Squad. Um, it, again, like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of Harley Quinned out for the most part. I thought that Robbie I mean, did a great job. I liked yeah. this movie. Um, I doesn't mean I would necessarily need any more of the character, but I will I, say that, I, I, don't, uh, I don't think so either, but I'm like, I'm saying if we're going to have another one, yeah, like yeah. it is one of those things where I'm like, you know, we, we've had, two films with her now yeah. and we don't know fucking anything about her because it was ironically her entire backstory has been basically focused on Joker 
And yeah. I mean, and and you know, whatever. But I mean, like, does she? It would be interesting. And fuck, oh fuck. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Because I just realized we'd have to then have another Joker. So fuck that. Shit. No, <laughs> no, no. Although it would be hilarious. It'd be fucking hilarious to have a crossover with fucking Phoenix Joker and her. And it'd just be like the most like. What the fuck? Like you know what I'm I was so, thinking? Actually, I'm so very serious. I'm so very serious. I'm so very serious. And then just, actually, there was there's a great quote. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked Margot Robbie how her yeah. uh, how her Harley would interact with Joker, uh-huh. and she was basically like, "Oh no, she she she'd drive him over the brink in like three minutes." Yeah, yeah I know. Like, like <laughs> she'd just be he'd be sitting there in his living room or in his kitchen, hunched, hunched over, over, talking like yeah. behind the fridge, talking about how he's got issues, yeah, yeah. and I'd be on the other side of the fridge door just driving him out the wall. Yeah, <laughs> like why can't we go out? Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the the one like again there's a couple of little things and again this is this falls I into, actually need someone to cut that trailer together uh, yeah. like <laughs> like whoever does those like really fantastic yeah, the deep fake like, trailers deep fake, yeah. Yeah, or not even the deep fake but just like take existing yeah, material yeah. and cut it together um but. there's a couple of things in the movie that I remember thinking like oh that was a missed opportunity for a joke one of them I can't remember but I turned to you and said like oh that would have been funny um, but the other thing that I thought is there's a there's a random dude in this, and there's a great recurring narrative device. I wish they'd used it like one or two more times mm-hmm. because it was such a clever thing, where like somebody joins the the story, and like you get a, a little pop up, and it's basically a parody of those pop ups that they had in Suicide Squad, except for that they don't suck this time. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be like this person's name, and then what's their grievance with Harley, like yeah, why yeah, they yeah, want yeah, her yeah, dead. Was, yeah, yeah. And and one of them was this dude who had like. <laughs> a ridiculous like face tattoo of clown makeup uh and it was like his grievance was that she and joker had like (laughs) like strapped him down and forced tattooed him yeah yeah. because she like dared him to yeah and uh and that whole scene first of all i loved like i loved i loved that her excuse was just i dare a lot of people to do a lot of things (laughs) like uh but i i can't like just that one little tweak of the like, I would have had his makeup be the Joaquin Phoenix Joker makeup. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna have like random generic kind of yeah, shitty yeah. clown makeup, yeah, yeah, like well. why not? Yeah. Just do that one. Uh, that just would have amused yeah. me. Um, yeah, it's too bad that like the probably the parallel like that there's no reason why they would have ever thought that it would be like a thing that anyone would give a shit about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I still feel like they genuinely felt until like they got initial reviews that yeah that film was going to be like okay well that we had to make that because i don't know todd phillips who made the hangover wanted to do it and i don't know what else like I don't it's know really interesting else. he did an interview with uh he did an interview with michael moore on yeah, michael moore's yeah. podcast and I, I i could only get it about a third of the way through it because it was just so like i i i wonder if michael moore still tastes todd phillips ass when he talks um but uh one of the things that he said that was interesting was that like because of all of the like because of all the failures of DC movies and the fact that Warner Brothers was basically imploding like three times in the space of two years uh, part of the reason that Phillips did that movie was because like all of the goodwill that he had built up by having this string of hits like somebody who was like a friend of his who was older and more connected to the business side of things. Yeah. Like Phillips was just like, Oh no, like I've had this string of hits for the studio. Like whatever I want to do, they're going to let me do it. Yeah. And he's just like, no, you have to call in that favor now yeah, while yeah. some of these people still fucking work here. Yeah, yeah. Because the way Warner's going right now, no. nobody's going to know you shit in six months. Yeah. And Phillips was like, Oh, okay. Well in that case, let's do this joker yeah. thing that joaquin was talking about yeah. and it, like 
I find like that's one of the most fan- fascinating things I've heard, and it like it makes total fucking sense. Yeah, like yeah. it's how Hollywood works. Like the only reason that you can do whatever the hell you want yeah. as a blockbuster director is because people who made all that money off of you yeah. feel like they owe you one. I, I think that I think that like the thing that most people don't get, but anybody who's read like actually about the making of literally any film yeah. is you have to sit down and go, how in the fuck did that get made? Yeah. Like at every single, almost like, every, one yeah. of the best things I think about, um, the, uh, Robert Evans, uh, documentary, mm-hmm. uh, kid stays in the picture mm-hmm. is that that literally comes across um, the most, like yeah. the Godfather, like the, literally the 17 times mm-hmm. that the Godfather just wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. If this weird thing didn't happen. And yeah. so this idea that like any, literally any film ever fucking comes out yeah. other than like the worst shit. Yeah. Like it's, imaginable, like every rom-com I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not surprised that, com- yeah, you, that comes they, out. It spent very little money and it, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. And it's like, but, no, it's a formula. We, yeah, exactly. We did the, the, our actuaries did worked yeah. it out and it's like, if we lose money, we can write it off that way. And that's all that matters. Yeah. But like anything that has any, like, I still to anything this day, expensive like, yeah. or ambitious is just yeah. yeah. It's it's going back to Watchmen. Like yeah. there's that there's that scene. Well, I'm not even talking about how that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like yeah, there's right. the scene in Watchmen, both the comic and the movie, where she basically convinces Doctor Manhattan to do what she wants. Mm-hmm. She being Silk Spectre, by like essentially pointing out that like every human life is a, is like a tiny miracle yeah. because like the odds against like you going from sperm to this moment are basically a trillion to one. Yeah, yeah. And like that appeals to his like detached clinical mm-hmm. view of the universe. And like, it's like that with literally any movie. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, every single movie is like a series of small miracles. Like mm-hmm. every, every movie that you see that costs more than like $3 million. Yeah. It's just like, no, there's, there's 25 times along the way that this could have just not happened. Yeah. Like even and, if it's and the fact that you hear studios all the time, like, no, that film exists it was filmed and they just decided not to release yeah, it. Yeah, that's the other You're thing. Like, what like, the fuck? Like, how, how do you take that? But because they can take it as a loss on their tax yeah. and things like that, where it's just like, I mean, fucking hell. I mean, like, yeah. Greg Palace book Vulture's Picnic, Penguin literally just decided, fuck it, we're tanking it because yeah. it'll be a tax write off. And you go, like, there you go. And that's, like, not, you know, like, we're not going to advertise it. We're not going to do anything with it. Yeah. And we're just going to let it sit. But, like, you look at something like The Joker, good or bad, and I obviously say bad, but, like, you go, I, I still can't fucking believe that thing was made. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I wish it wasn't. I wish about a million different things happened that uh, it wouldn't have been made, but or any number of other films would have been made. I but. almost wonder if that, and we've probably talked about this before, but I almost wonder if that movie was made specifically so they had an excuse to get rid of Alito Joker. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, because it's like, like, no, it's cheaper than making a Suicide Squad sequel, and we can tell Jared, like, oh, well, this just happened. It took off. It was its own, you know. Anyway, um, any final thoughts? I I feel like we had more spoiler stuff to talk about, but we got lost in the weeds. Yeah, I mean, Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. None none of the spoilers are, like, incredibly important. I did, I did really enjoy the fact that they, they fucking killed the the guy. Oh, yeah, they killed him. They literally, like, you see, it's not just oh, explosion in the background sort of thing. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's dead. Like they killed Ewan McGregor. They yeah, killed. Yeah. They killed Black Mask because he literally blew up in two parts and then fell into the water. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I, I mean, I suppose fuck it, like anything can fucking yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like, I just. But I also feel when it's like big, that's how you get McGregor. Yeah. Is yeah. telling him like, no, it's a, it's a fun script. It'll, you can shoot mm-hmm. in and out in like two weeks mm-hmm. and like we blow you up at the end so you yeah, don't have to worry about yeah, yeah. and they didn't know um, <laughs> yeah and I also the other thing I did like about the ending uh, which again I, I held off on this because spoilers but um, I, I, 
I don't again I, I'm as somebody who doesn't give a shit about Harley, mm-hmm. I don't love making somebody like her into a hero. Yeah. And so I like oh, the yeah, idea yeah. that at the end they basically have her go off and do her own little thing and she's her own weird little anti hero villain, whatever yeah. she is. Um, and the Birds of Prey are their own unit, so that that way, if they yeah. get a sequel, I'm sure they'll intersect with Harley, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. need to be a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would love to see them interact with either Batwoman or, or Batgirl yeah. or Oracle, whichever yeah. one exists in yeah. this timeline. Especially considering the, I mean, you know, we've talked, I think we've talked before about, like, uh, she's really complicated as a character. Yeah. Um, and all the other characters are not complicated. No. Like, they are, pretty they are just, you know, yeah. whether it be vengeful or whether it be, uh, you know, time... I mean, she didn't mention Rosie Perez at all. She was fucking fit. Like, yeah, she was great. We need more Rosie Perez. Like, Wait, I like literally just, everything. Like... As a as a general, like, balloon <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah umbrella Rosie statement. Perez. Like, me. what's yeah. a film? Is there a character that she can play? Put in Rosie Perez, for fuck's yeah. sake. What are you doing, people? Like, <laughs> I, I would love, and I, this will never happen, yeah, just yeah. because, like, it's not where we're at right now with comic yeah. book movies. Yeah. But, like, for years, before Gotham was a TV show... Uh, there was always rumblings that they were going to develop uh, the the Ed Brubaker, Greg Rucka, Michael Lark series, um, Gotham Central as a TV yeah. show. And Gotham Central, essentially, it was like three good cops trying to make their way in the deeply corrupt Gotham Police Department. Yeah. Uh, and, and Montoya was one of the main characters yeah. of that. Unfortunately, I feel and, like after Gotham... That can ever, and that it, it really it's gonna be a while before we can, because like that was essentially the premise of Gotham, but not nearly as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I I know you like Gotham more than me, but like that I mean, not, that yeah, part but, of Gotham yeah, yeah. was not well done. The, the, uh, I and, mean, yeah, and like no, that was well. The problem was is and that, Montoya and Gotham. The problem was, is is that they kept fucking like sidetracking with with Bruce, and yeah. like Bruce was he was fucking great. Like he played a yeah. great young Bruce. Like. No, I mean not just because I think we we interviewed him before, or like yeah, at least on the red carpet or whatever. But like, but at like, least at the very least we did it BVS. Yeah, the, the cast was always because we joked about him wanting to fight with yeah. uh, whoever it was that played Kid Super. Like, oh yeah, yeah, little young Clark Kent. <laughs> um, but um, that like he was great, but yeah. it was just like you got just choose, just yeah. do one or the other. Like I want to see both of these things. I genuinely want to see a like i would still love to see him i think he probably can still he's old or at the right age to do it like literally like get a teenage guy plan five years of like whatever we're gonna fucking at least vaguely make that commitment and be like over this five-year span he's fucking batman yeah like i feel like that's something honestly could do i I would fucking i would love to see even if we if we don't get that because mm -hmm. like i think that dc like as long as they're making a movie where he's the title lead I would love to see Mazuz show back up as, like, have a cameo as Bruce in the CW shows. Although I think he's too, like, he's probably canonically too young now because Bruce, like, existed and was Batman and retired three years ago. And, like, Ruby Rose, who plays his cousin, is already, I think she's, like, five years older than David. And so, anyway, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) But, yeah, I, I... I think that, like, no, no disrespect to Gotham, which did what it did well, mm-hmm. but, like, the thing that it did not do well was Gotham Central. Yeah, it and was. unfortunately, I think that the, the long, simmering rumors yeah. that eventually we would see a Gotham Central something are basically shot because of Gotham. Yeah, uh, and the fact that DC's uh, app isn't doing well, so, like, or isn't I, I, doing as well as it should, needs to be doing to... I don't even know what, you know what they were expecting out of it. I don't know. That's a whole other comment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, not that I, Disney Plus is doing literally fucking anything, but... I will say... <laughs> I will say that I I love the fact that they, like, in the comics, Montoya is a complicated character. Mm -hmm. Like, she eventually did become, like, a washed-up drunk, and then, like, she got 
uh, I think she got drummed out for falsifying evidence or something, and then ended up a private investigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, eventually, she became a superhero herself called The Question because the guy who had been The Question for the past 40 years or whatever died of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I like the idea I go of... Dr. Manhattan too much. Anyway. Yeah, there. Uh, I, but I like the idea of of having her be uh, a an active part of the Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. and be like not having her be the cop that we saw in Gotham. Yeah, because like she was really boring in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Like that actress was fine. Um, she was the one who she was the first girlfriend of um, Jim's ex. Like oh okay the, yeah. yeah 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 I remember yeah yeah the lesbian cop yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Renee yeah. Montoya yeah um. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I and actually, the her her partner, the black guy, mm-hmm. is the Spectre, who from Christ mm-hmm. Seinfeld Earths. Um, but so uh, anyway, the uh, Montoya uh, in that was was very like she was the early like the animated series Montoya, the very by the books like, hey look, not every female cop needs to be like girl cop, not every Hispanic cop needs to be sassy. Like I'm very yeah, yeah. straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah. And then like. Later on in the comics, once she had more of a history and more of a personality, she became basically what you see here. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like the idea that if you're going to do a movie that centers around this group of misfits, mm-hmm. that, like, it's latter-day Montoya with the drinking problem and the, you know. Okay. I, I, I like the idea that, like, she gets suspended, she goes home and starts drinking, and then she gets called <laughs> in. And then the first thing that happens is that Harley's just like, are you drunk? <laughs> like uh, a cop, a cop, literally the only cop after my own heart. Considering <laughs> how many events like during Occupy yeah. Wall Street, I cover most of that like drunk. <laughs> it's a great thing being a freelancer. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's it for now. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video. And always remember to rewind your cassettes. Yeah. A C E N.